0: Greetings from Austin, Texas, and welcome to Leadership Subject Matters, podcasts with leadership subjects that matter. Hi, I'm Terry Kaler, your leadership coach and host of the show. This is episode number nine, and today's topic is delegation. This is actually the second of a two-part podcast on this subject. If you listen to the first one, then you might recall that I outlined the five benefits of effective delegation. In this podcast, I'll discuss the process I recommend for people who are struggling to delegate and I'll offer some tools to help you delegate effectively. As a reminder, you can find the written version of this podcast on my website at tklehr.com. There, you will also find some additional material on other leadership and personal development topics. You can subscribe to this show on all the popular podcasting directories. To get a complete list of where to listen, just visit my website, and choose the Subscribe to podcast from the menu bar. Let's get started. In part one, I discussed how one of my clients, Oscar, not his real name, of course, was overwhelmed, felt trapped, his work was piling up, And he'd reached a critical stage in his career, all of this due to the fact that he'd not learned the art of effective delegation. This is not an uncommon situation with leaders who have become accustomed to delivering results through their own knowledge and work ethic. In that podcast, I detailed the five benefits of effective delegation. Learning to delegate effectively brings long-lasting benefits. Delegation is a fantastic development tool. It also creates employee engagement through building trust. It provides visibility for candidates who may be part of your succession plan. It helps you scale to focus on more strategic elements, and that helps you achieve higher roles. And lastly, it frees up your personal time to do other more interesting and important things, including having some fun. Marshall Goldsmith, in his book Trigger, states that, If we do not create and control our environment, our environment creates and controls us. He also goes on the detail that structure not only increases our chance of success, it makes us more efficient at it. So, if you find yourself in the same situation as Oscar, then perhaps it's time to get control of your environment and create a process that increases your chance of success. And, as a result, makes you a more efficient leader. Over the years, I've created a three-step process that can help you effectively delegate work to your team. To build effective delegation skills, you must determine what kind of work you're going to delegate, who you're going to delegate it to, and what process you're going to follow to make sure you delegate the work properly. Follow these steps and you'll be well on your way to becoming a more effective leader. So first, let's talk about what to delegate. The first step in the process is to evaluate and decide the work that you do and which parts you think you can delegate. This can vary greatly between the types of roles and between your position in the organization. The general rule is that leaders should delegate the more tactical, analytical work to their subordinates and focus on building relationships and on long-term strategic thinking and problem-solving. When you decide what applies to you, you can start out by making a list of those things you should be delegating. You may not be comfortable with delegating those items just yet, so don't limit your list to what you're comfortable delegating. Score each of these items across two dimensions. First, evaluate how much time this task consumes on a weekly or monthly basis. And just a tip, You can start out with something like low, medium, or high to simplify the task. Second, assess the impact this has on the business or some other element using the same low, medium, and high approach. You can then take this information and plot it on a two-by-two chart where one axis is the time or effort required to do the work and the other is the impact it will have on the business or whatever criteria you use for the second axis. You may find that delegating tasks with high impact and relatively low amount of effort are a great place to start and a good place to build your delegation confidence. You can then move to other quadrants as you build your delegation skills and methodologies. Second, identify who to delegate to. This step in the process requires you to stack rank your people based on their readiness to take your job. Place the most qualified person at the top, the least at the bottom. Now divide that group into quartiles. The top quartile should contain those individuals you're considering as potential backfills. You might consider giving these individuals the most complex and time-consuming tasks. The second quartile should receive the next level of tasks and so on. Create a playbook based on this approach. The next time you get a new action item, identify the effort and impact and then assign it according to your playbook. Number three, learn how to delegate. This is probably the hardest part of delegating work to your team. Understanding how to properly delegate will make a big difference in the outcome. I recommend delegating work as part of a conversation, perhaps during a one-on-one. So follow these steps. First of all, communicate that you have something important that you would like them to take on and that you trust them with this responsibility. Next, if this assignment is linked to their development, then make it clear that this is part of their professional development plan. Next, define the task, the deliverables, the deadline, and provide some background on why the project is important. Avoid prescribing how the work is to be done. Number four, obtain their commitment and evaluate their level of engagement. If you feel that this is a problem for them, then it's best to stop at this point, investigate, and define how the project should move forward with a higher level of commitment. Next, without being prescriptive, discuss options on how they might approach the task. Facilitate the conversation by asking for their preliminary thoughts. Be aware that some people need time to reflect first before they can formulate a point of view. If so, just ask if they would like to schedule some time tomorrow or the next day to discuss their approach. Ask them what resources they need to complete the task. Sometimes they may ask you for additional headcount or additional time. Agree on a follow-up plan and how updates will be provided. In some cases, you may need to update other people, so make sure the person understands any dependencies that exist. Lastly, be sure to add additional time to the project timeline. Remember that you've spent time mastering the required skills, and they're just now learning them. They're going to need more time. This is going to help reduce stress and anxiety for both of you when working towards a deadline that may not otherwise be achievable. Learning how to delegate is a skill that requires us to overcome our objections, rely on our patience, trust our team, and be disciplined enough to carry it out effectively. The benefits of delegating effectively are numerous. Team members will develop new skills, they'll be more engaged, and we will get valuable time back on our calendars. Remember to create an approach that works for you. Determine what to delegate, identify who you will delegate the work to, and learn how to delegate tasks effectively. I hope this podcast has been useful and that you'll find a way to more effectively delegate work to your team. Drop me a note and let me know if this was helpful. Now it's time for questions. As a reminder, you can submit questions through my website. Simply go to tkaler.com and choose Ask Terry from the bar. Question number one. There are tasks that I know I should delegate, but I really enjoy doing them. What should I do? Well, I can completely relate. The people I have worked with will tell you that I love making presentation decks. I like the creativity it brings, and I like putting together the story. The problem is the message it sends. Your team may look at this as you not trusting them with this work or that you're better at it than they are. Competition, if you will. My advice is to evaluate this action and determine if the pros outweigh the cons. If they do, then move forward by doing the work yourself. Otherwise, find someone who likes doing it as much as you do and leverage their skills. The benefits of delegation will be great particularly if you both learn something together. Question number two, how should I deal with someone who has failed at a task that I have delegated? First, assuming there's no violations of ethics or company policy, failure is a time for learning, not discipline. When I say learning, I don't mean just them. It could be you as well. So first ask yourself, was the task right for that person? second ask yourself that i lay out clear expectations and directions for the task third ask yourself again that i follow up properly and provide guidance as requested by the individual and lastly ask yourself that i set a good trusting foundation so that the individual feels comfortable coming to me for advice and assistance if the answer to any of these is no and You feel that was a contributing factor, then begin your feedback session by apologizing to the individual for not doing your job properly. If the answer to all of those questions is yes, then use this as a learning experience for them. First, ask them to self-assess their work and what they feel went right and what they feel went wrong. Next, assess their self-assessment. If they did a good job with that, then praise them for it. Next, praise them for all the things they did right in the task. Then provide them with some recommendations on how they can improve the other parts going forward. If done right, this will strengthen trust between you both, and it will provide a good forum moving forward. If it's disciplinary, it will be counter to any of these elements. Remember that you can ask questions by visiting my website at tkaler.com and look for the Ask Terry option off the main menu. I'll be happy to answer any question you ask in an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find others like it and you can subscribe to these by visiting my website. Choose subscribe to Podcast from the menu. You will see a few options including iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Android. I would also be honored if you could write a review for this episode or the series on your favorite podcast subscriber site. That would help me out a lot, and it will provide me the needed information from which to make adjustments. Once again, thank you and have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Subject Matters, a podcast with leadership subjects that matter.